All right, everybody, welcome to the two-year anniversary show of the Fresh Shakes Podcast. Russo Police here on FairLakes1.com. I am Paul Russo. Across from me, as always, Mad Myth, wedging himself a bit redder today than he was yesterday. Nick Felice. Nick, how you doing? How you feeling? I can't believe it, Paul. Two years ago, tomorrow was our first ever podcast on this show. Now this is number episode number 85 in two years. It's a lot of shows in two years, but we did it. And, uh, you know, it's it's very hot out. It was hot yesterday. I got some sun. Um, you know, breweries and wineries are starting to open up. Phase yeah. three is in full effect tomorrow around here. Um, if you're a video game fan, the PlayStation 5 is being announced as we speak. Yep. So, you know, it's a great day. I'm here. I'm happy I'm to also talk wearing my sports. Bo- I'm wearing my boat shoes today, too. You know, I'm feeling it. It's nice. a vibe today. And for the 21st time in two years, <laughs> we have our special guest. Yep. Pat, welcome back. He joins us. I'm going to celebrate. No fun factory underneath today for Pat. but uh, That's all right. 21st time. Yeah, 21st time. Feels great. Feels great to be a part of great sports talk with a great friend and a great brother. <laughs> I am honored to oh, be Oh, I forgot the guest. I forgot the AC. I just realized that. Keep talking, Pat. <laughs> I'm honored to be a guest. I thought it was chilly in here. Yeah. To be a guest um, multiple times on this amazing show. Hopefully at one point or another we can get some more guests on here. Looking forward to Matt hopefully being back in here very soon. Your first show, you were talking about how much you hate Ohio State. Is yeah. that still the yeah, case? Yeah, that's, that's, still, that's still a thing. I still cannot stand Ohio State. Everything in me hates Ohio State and Urban Meyer. Were you, your first show, were you on the Pete Davidson episode? I think so, yeah. yeah I think it was on the Pete Davidson had ridiculous one. topics two years ago. Hey. Which is kind of funny hey, since he's in the news something. right now for that movie, which, yeah. I, which I've heard is not is still in the news. No good yeah. reviews early for that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it looked good. Yeah. Uh, but Pat, show us the cookie cake. The yep. cookie cake. Yep, we got it back the up here. Cake. For the second year in a row, I will Vanna White the cookie cake. There we go. Two years in a row now that they got it. Two years of celebration. Hope everyone enjoys. Yeah, so let's show the topics. Uh, NBA and NHL, we got officially coming back. We got plans. We got... Dates, which is good, obviously. Um, Not MLB. Yeah, the MLB is struggling right now. Um, we'll talk about that. And then it's been a big week uh, for NASCAR. We'll discuss and get into that a little bit as well. Um, then we'll get on out of here. It's going to be a fun one. Might be for some people the most important one. So, uh, that being said, we'll jump right in. The NBA has laid out their plans to return, one location. Disney World, obviously, in Orlando, Florida. Um, just came out right before we went live. I don't know if you guys saw the notification on it. Rosters are going to be expanded to 17 active players. Um, with that, um, I can't remember. Was there a date that they officially have set in stone yet? I, I want to say something like the I, end of July. I don't think the date's set in stone. I know the original talk was the 31st, and I can't remember who tweeted it, but I saw someone tweet. They want to get an earlier start, July 30th. So it's a whole one day before the original plan. Nothing is set in stone, but they're shooting for the 30th, 31st is what it looks like. Yeah, so uh, we got that. Um, Been a lot of back and forth. Um, Really, I don't think too many players are 
going to actually sit out. Um, but that's becoming a bit of a reality now. I was watching SVP last night, and Woj was on, and he was discussing something about that. Um, you know, I don't. it's going to be interesting because I don't know if you're necessarily going to have all these families come with them. There's a lot of different elements with the NBA one that's pretty interesting to me anyway. Um, yeah, the way it sounds, you're right. Broadcasters broadcasting the game from a studio with a monitor. That's the only way they're going to be able to watch, kind of like what they're doing with NASCAR right now. Um, and with the KBO on ESPN, um, I don't know how long that will fully last. I, I feel like basketball is a little bit tougher to call than the other ones if you have to just look at a monitor. Um, to me, anyway, I think there's a lot, at least basketball-wise, when you're actually at floor level and calling the game, um, I think it's way different beast and having to watch from a screen and then call it anyway um nick your your beloved knicks would be one of the teams not included in this deal you're the only one of our three teams in the room that wouldn't make it uh obviously but you know what are your kind of thoughts i know uh for you you threw the nba season away already pretty much well i have to as a knicks fan well i'm talking about i'm talking about like you know pre pre-pandemic here but yeah 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 but yeah. uh what are your thoughts you know I'm um, a, now that we have stuff in stone i'm only a fan of of a few teams that aren't playing uh because there's 22 of them playing that's a lot of teams i think for a season that is happening in august <laughs> the fact that the wizards are still playing is kind of odd to me um i i i, I just the one thing that comes to my mind is that it goes to october and that is well into football season I'm like the ratings as well, but like they're thinking about maybe having some fans potentially at football games, isn't it? When do you when do you do you, do you never make the switch to go back to normal, or is this just the plan? This is the plan. They stick with the plan, even though say there's stadiums with fans in them, even though they're well, playing with nobody. The I mean, NBA Finals. I mean, I think it kind of depends. Obviously, I mean, I'll chime in because I got season tickets for Syracuse, and I've gotten an email about this already uh for football i mean i think it's going to depend um obviously football football's the one in really the cap root seat and all this um i me personally you're going to see fans at football games this year i don't i just don't know how exactly it's going to be done um you know for for syracuse for football i know they're been ideas and talks about having just students and season ticket holders and even then the season ticket holders would have to go either they will either go seniority on it um money contributed to the athletic department um and then really from there like seniority and based on which if it's that if it's that way i'll be screwed which i mean i don't necessarily care as long as they credit me for like next year or something like that um you know, there have been talks about doing a lottery, kind of like what they do anyway with student section tickets, where, you know, there's pretty much pull and hope. Um, then when you get actually to seating-wise, there have been talks anywhere from just spreading people out to if you're coming with people, you group up in a spot, you pretty much effectively, that's your OB, your area, and then go from there. So pockets of, say, six to ten people. Six feet down, there's another pocket. Um, 
And then concession-wise, um, there have been talks, the way I understand it, whether it's they're only going to open half of the half the half the half the windows or something like that the carrier don't well it's not the carrier dome anyway anymore the stadium um at least for and this is obviously just based off of what syracuse is looking at doing they're in a cabbard seat they've kind of already started this grab and go stuff from last year where you know you just walk up to a cooler grab a drink grab like a wrap or a sandwich or whatever they got and pay and you go um so they they get kind of lucky in that regard anyway i think you'll see a lot of people do that um and that's probably something that you'll see a lot of things based off of you know why would that translate not having people at the nhl the stanley cup final nba finals um i i don't know personally off the top of my head i can't remember what the gym in orlando looks like at walt disney i don't know how many people you could get in anyway uh at least for there the nhl um is going about this in phases um, more so than the NBA is. We can get more into the NHL side of it than when we get to it uh, next segment. It's not called a carrier dome anymore? Uh, there, There's some interesting stuff going on behind the scenes. <laughs> you called it the stadium? That's what, That's what they're it. calling it at the moment and their promotional stuff. Pat, what do you think about the NBA? Brooklyn is guaranteed at least the plane for the eight seed. So I'm happy for that. I don't know how I feel about very none to limited fans. Um, if they do that, I want to see him bring in Deshaun Jackson's idea of miking up all the players. Deshaun Jackson wants to do that for the NFL. Why not do that for the NBA? Um, I know that they've kicked around the idea, you know, where the Bundesliga has had um, pre-recorded fan chants and sounds, and they've been playing them throughout games there, which I get. It just isn't the same feel. Um, I would almost like to see no sound coming, obviously other than, like, you know, subs and stuff like that. No sounds coming out of speakers, and just let us hear what's going on on the court. I think that's a really interesting aspect of the game that people that like basketball and that may not have played basketball can really get a look into all the working pieces throughout the game as well as those that have played organized basketball. It can kind of take them to another level of loving the NBA, getting back into the NBA, whatever the case may be. So I think it'd be pretty cool to get the players mic'd up. Um, I don't know how I feel about all of them being jam-packed into Disney, especially with Disney being reopened. And the MLS is there, too. Yeah, so it's going to be very interesting. Um if they allow family, it might just be immediate family. Like, it quite literally might just be, you know, your partner, your kids, maybe a mom or dad, then that's a big maybe, can come with you, and that's about it. Um, I can't see them allowing a bunch of people to come down with them. Um, I know Damian Lillard was very adamant with the health risks about, oh, if they continue the season, I'm not playing for Portland. Yeah, no, he's going to play. I don't think any players are going to sit out when it comes to the illness being the factor. Durant's already said he's not playing, um, but for him it's the fact he doesn't want to push his Achilles. When it comes down to it at the end of the day, these players want to win a championship. They're not going to sit out. If they truly feel like they're at risk, they would have voted not to play. 
So for those that voted yes to play, they feel like they're safe. They feel like the NBA has this under control. They feel like the doctors and nurses that are going to be there will have it under control. I think we are going to be in for an extremely competitive NBA Finals. I think this might be one of the more competitive finals we're going to get to see. And I think part of it's going to be the fact there's going to be no fans, which does stink for a home court advantage kind of feel, but at the same time, it's going to level out the playing field. It's going to be your best against our best. Let's see who really is number one. So I think it's going to be pretty cool to see that. It's going to be interesting. It will be. Of course, everyone would love to be at these games. Everyone would love to have fans. Don't get me wrong. I would rather want to watch a game on TV with a bunch of fans there. But at the end of the day, it's it's going to come down to whose number one is better. Whose best is truly the best. And we're going to get to see that on display without any fans. In so, October. In October. And then again in December after one month off. Which, Brooklyn might be one of the biggest beneficiaries from this because Katie and Kyrie are going to be coming off of not playing at all for a year and about eight months for Kyrie. They're going to be well-rested. Maybe they get a these... bonus. Maybe Dinwiddie will win them the championship this year. Look, if they make a miracle and win the title, I'm going to go nuts. I don't see it happening, though. Um, but it's going to be interesting, interesting to see how the rest of the upcoming seasons play out as well. Because now you are going to have to factor in rest. Because they're shooting for a what, beginning to mid-December start for the 2020-2021 season. Are they still yeah, playing 82 games? They're, no. They're, I don't think they so. Will, but you, What you, they want to do is in that realm, they want to just keep it as close timeline-wise as possible. Yeah. So if they lose, I'm just hypothetically throwing out, if they lose 25 games, they're just going to burn the 25 games. It's not going to make a difference to them there. Because at that point, they just want to keep everything online. It's crazy that the NBA Finals will be in October. Mm-hmm. Like that's in the middle. Uh, it's start of football season. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to do viewership wise. Because you already know Sunday night and Monday night, if there's any games, people are watching football. Well, I guess it's good to see college football because I thought college football for a moment there wasn't even going to happen. They will. Well, I mean, we can get more than that a different episode, but yeah, I mean it. Like I said, I mean, football, pro, both NFL and NCAA, I mean, they're just in the catbird seat. I mean, both of them already have stuff planned out. Like, I know Syracuse is already back to having their workouts. I know other D1 schools are doing workouts, too, right now. Uh, in the NFL, I can't remember the day. I want to say it's like July 15th or something like that is, their, is when they're opening up camp. Um Interesting tidbit here, though. I don't know if many people saw this, but NFL still can only do two preseason games this year. So, uh, potentially. So, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Let's move on to the NHL. Um, very similar what they're doing, but they've kind of laid out what they're doing um, in a bit of a better way. I've, I had a typo here. It's 24 teams, not 22. Um, camps are looking like opening up in about four weeks on the 10th of July. Um, and then... They don't. They haven't officially set a date yet, but Phase Four, which would be having games going, would be July thirty first, somewhere in that range. Um, that's the same day as the NBA, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so and that's this what got they, announced. They were announced in, in right after our yeah. podcast last. Yeah. Time, so. um, they are looking at two hub cities, one specifically for the Western Conference, one specifically for the East. Those hub cities are 
Chicago, Columbus, Ohio, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, the Minneapolis, St. Paul area, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. Um, the reason why those cities, plethora of rinks everywhere for each for them, whether you need to practice, uh, put on games somewhere, that sort of deal. I still think Los Angeles is wild if they have it there. Well, they, I, I mean, Vegas the, the, the thing you have to remember with a lot of these places is because so many people now migrate to those uh, places for warm climates. I mean, Justin Kiefer brought up, you'll hit Dallas. I mean, a lot of rinks there. I know Tampa Bay's had a bunch of pop-up. Now, I know we're not considering Tampa Bay, but the Tampa Bay area is another area that you look around there. A lot of people now have rinks there. Um, similar case like with Los Angeles, for instance. Obviously, if you go to Canada, every freaking peewee town like ours. And they're looking for two places. So. The NBA's one. Well, yeah, the NBA's only going to do one. The NHL, obviously, is looking to do two places. Like I said, one for the West Western Conference, one for the Eastern Conference. And then at that point, when you get to playoff time, I'm sure they have a idea, at least Stanley Cup-wise, where they would go. Did they say when they think it would end around October as well? Yeah, I think they're targeting more September-ish. So, But I do know their timeline. They want to do the same thing. They want to keep that timeline as close as possible. So same thing. If they, if they burn 20 games or 25 games, they burn 25 games. Um, yeah, they'll be over at that, if they at, don't have regular season. At that, point, at that point, they just want to get back to where the next season, the 21-22 season, would be um, – Normal. Are they thinking December too starts this year? Yeah, I think I've heard any time in between end of November through New Year's Day. Uh, I heard New Year's Day is what they want to do because um, normally it's the outdoor classic game, and it's kind of like their big, you know, outside the Stanley Cup, that's their big, big day uh, NHL wise. So uh, that's what they're targeting anyway for I think for their puck drop for. 21 22. Man, or August, 20, 20. August to the end of the year is going to be yeah. nuts. You got the NHL, you got the NBA, you got golf majors, you got the horse racing triple crown, you got, you got all this. NASCAR full effect. NASCAR playoffs, the NFL just normal. <laughs> Hopefully uh, baseball. UFC. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully baseball. Uh, Fingers he, crossed. According to the commissioner, says there will be. Yeah, I don't believe that guy. But it would be, it be, would be, not to get on top, it would be sad if baseball oh, yeah. didn't get something going. Oh, yeah. With all this going on. And and their collective bargaining agreement's coming up too, isn't it? Baseball? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we, we'll get into that next segment because that's kind of like what I want yeah. to do there. But, uh, you know, I think this is great for the NHL. Just, you know, in my honest opinion, I would have canceled both of them. You know, you lost the college basketball. Mm-hmm. You lost all this high school stuff. You just had to swallow the ball. Well, it's funny you mention that because I do know there are some states that are doing base- high school baseball games right now. Yeah, Iowa. I know Tennessee and Iowa are the main two. I don't know what kind of season they're having, but... I would have to imagine they're only doing like 10 or 15 games. and yeah, If that. But, you know, that's that's good. I... I all for it, um, but I would have canceled these seasons. I know it sucks for some of these teams, but I didn't get to say so because they're going to do them anyway. I don't I, nothing I could do now. They're going to play these, and I just thought, I, like I said, I don't know how many podcasts ago I said, I said you could play regular season games without fans. I just don't like the playoffs without fans. That's the NBA Finals is going to be so weird. The Stanley Cup as well. It's going to be so weird in an empty arena. I don't know. It's just like 
I mean, what is, is gym gonna feel like the summer league? Kind of. That, yeah. That's gonna be so weird to see the NBA finals in a gym like that. And so, I mean, I'm happy they came up with a plan. I think I think we're looking up with the whole coronavirus thing. I hope we are. Um, but I'm for it. Pat, what do you think about? I'm not big into hockey. I'm say big, big Penguin fan I over mean, there. <laughs> They're having their season go. I'll be honest, if the NBA is going to go, you might as well give your league a go as well. So kudos to them for figuring it all out. I don't like having two cities because that involves traveling. And obviously there's all these, I mean, when the pandemic first hit, everyone was saying no travel, no travel, no travel. They're going to have to travel at some point. Um, I don't like having two cities. I know with 24 teams, it's kind of tough just have one location, but... If you have one city with all these arenas, why can't you just keep 24 teams in one city and play? That's my only, I guess, complaint about it, but I, I don't care about hockey too much. If they didn't if they didn't finish their season, I honestly would never notice. I, I'm just not a big hockey guy. But again, the NBA is giving it a shot. You might as well see what you guys can do too. So, Because I think you were not going to – I honestly think you were not going to see – one of these leagues play. If one went down, I think the other one oh, yeah. went down. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. when the NHL said they are coming back, the NBA was definitely coming back. So yeah. that's how I looked at it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's uh, get it going then, I guess, with the MLB stuff. Um, uh, a lot of spinning the tires. Um, I think the owner's initial plan of leaking info backfired on them. Um, yeah, this is just a mess. I mean, I... I <laughs> Let's start yesterday and, I, and kind of work back, even though there's not really too much to talk about because it's still the same stuff going on. I don't know why, if you're Rob Manford, you would come out and say, oh, yeah, we're playing this year. Like, I don't know why. Like, you're not to make it sound bad, but, like, as much as I – you guys know me, I want baseball, but we don't have baseball this year at this point. I don't know if I'd exactly lose a ton of sleep over it at this point. We're already in June. I've made it this far. <laughs> no. Um, Freaking All-Star break supposed to be coming up. Yeah. I'd be very mad if there's no I season. I mean, we, this is what – I think, like, next week is when they kind of announce the All-Star starters, if I'm remembering right. Yeah. It's around this time. Because then they have to go into the final – the fan, fan vote. vote. Um, but it's just I, – I don't know why – if you're the commissioner of a league that – for sure at this point it's going to have a, a lockout at the end of next season when your CBA is up. I don't know why you're making statements like that. You know, you're the commissioner. You, you need to be helped facilitating. He's been very quiet overall in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, I don't know how you guys are exactly feeling about that. I mean, me, me Nick, me and you had a bit of a conversation about it yesterday in a way. Um, you know, I, it's just, it's a bad, to me, it's a bad look all around because I mean, we, we base, we need to grow baseball and it's just not, this is the exact opposite. This is the exact opposite. (laughs) ESPN is still, I guess the worldwide leader sports. It's the channel that you see it in bars all the time. Guaranteed it's on. At least one TV. Yeah. Sad for me and Paul. Two sports that have died off that channel a little bit has been baseball and NASCAR. And baseball blew it because 
NASCAR came back, and I've noticed NASCAR has been on ESPN a lot more than usual. It's actually got a lot more publicity on there, and like you're starting to learn some things. Yeah, I'll Just, say SVP has like a driver on like every other day. Yeah, you're starting to learn a little bit. See what it takes, you know, instead of talking about every NBA player or. I guess NFL. They they just talk about the NFL because the NFL is so popular. But um, baseball blew it because they could have started July Fourth weekend. That is out the door. They could have spring training about like right now if they accepted the first deal, which I honestly didn't think was that bad because it's a shortened season to begin with. But you just got two sides fighting over money, and now I don't even know if there's going to be a season at all. And they blew their they blew their chance because because NHL and NBA you knew they were going to come back for a little bit and they still announced and they still aren't coming back to the end of July, so you still had all this time to make you the number one the first team sport too to come back too they could have been and they blew it and it's sad you know it's just you got a guy like Mike Trout a lot of people don't even know what team he plays for it's just it's just especially. Baseball could get worse because it could be a lockout. Like you guys said, a year or so. It'd be at the end of next year. That's when the CBA is yeah, up. Yeah, I just. It's gonna happen now at this point. There, there's no way around it. Yeah, no doubt. And I don't know. Pat, what do you think about MLB not doing so hot right now? Both sides are dropping the ball terribly. Um, from a baseball player standpoint, you guys need your money. Don't get me wrong. But the face of needing money cannot be Bryce Harper. He's a 10-year, $330 million player. He cannot be the one leading your charge saying, we want money. And that's why the owners are laughing in their faces. Because it's even Blake Snell, you're a 5-year, $50 million pitcher. Shut your mouth about wanting money. He can't be the one to say, I want the money I signed for. Because you have guys, I'll use Aaron Judge as an example. He's still on a minimum contract and he's not complaining about money at least to the public you got guys in the minors losing their jobs losing their money and the minors that aren't done. yeah and they're not speaking oh up this about is exactly what manford wanted and they're not like, speaking up about the fact that they lost their money but bryce harper you're concerned about losing three million dollars what's three million to bryce harper that's why the owners aren't taking this seriously because the players saying we want money already have three hundred thirty million guaranteed, already have fifty to one hundred million guaranteed. Why would I give Blake Snell more guaranteed money? Why would I give Bryce Harper more guaranteed? Well, I don't money think it's a matter of getting. I don't think it's a matter right. of giving them more money. It's a matter of the fact they already agreed to the pro rate back in April, right. and, I'm and not the gonna, owner and the owners want to balk on it. Though. You're right. I'm not going to disagree with that. But again, the face of give us our money cannot be Bryce Harper. It cannot be Blake Snell. It needs to be a two-year, $2 million guy who's saying, hey, literally my life is on the line right now because you're not going to give me even 500000 That's the guy that needs to speak up for the players. Because I'm going to be honest, if I'm sitting back and Bryce Harper speaking on my behalf of $330 million, I would want to stand up and say, okay. they're going to make a joke out of you, not Bryce. To, not to play devil's advocate here, but to average – baseball fan on the street who are you gonna whose voice are you gonna recognize more Bryce Harper or Oakland A center here Ramon freaking Ramon Lazardo yeah 
I'm not going to disagree with that statement. Of course, you can recognize Bryce Harper more. Yeah, but who are you going to listen? But who? But the point is, though, like, and and I do agree with you to a degree, but like, you know, the the guys who are getting paid need to be the ones who are speaking up in this case because you're not going to listen. Look, this is the issue in baseball, right? Like, you're not gonna you're not gonna really listen to freaking um, perfect example. I think, in my opinion, you're not going to listen to a guy like Aaron Hicks or a guy like, um, you know, even to a degree, in my opinion, Jackie Bradley Jr., right? You're going to listen to the Bryce Harpers. You're going to listen to the Mike Trouts. Like, so my thing then becomes Bryce Harper and Blake Snell have both been very adamant about wanting their money. If their voices are the ones that are supposed to be heard, why are the owners laughing at them when they speak up? Because it's a $330 million contract player saying, I want my money. You have your money guaranteed, Bryce. The reason the owners don't want to give you more money is because you are a $330 million paid baseball player. On the owner's side, in my opinion, they should suck it up. You agreed on your first deal. So just play it. Both sides have dropped the ball. It's not like this is just the players. It's not like it's just the owners. Because it's both sides. And again, your face of I want to get my money can't be Bryce Harper. Because he gets laughed at. You need your 2 to $5 million contract players grouping together and speaking up and saying, Look, we know your bottom line is met. Our bottom line isn't. My life is on the line. My career is on the line. That's where the deal is going to get done. It's not going to get done by Bryce Harper saying, I have 300, 300 by 330 million is guaranteed, but I want more. That ain't going to cut it for the owners. And again, the players should get every last cent that they already agreed upon. Don't get me wrong. But all these players that supposedly, we just want to play, we just want to play, you're a $330 million athlete and you are not going to play for $300 million apparently. You're not going to play for $50 million. You're not going to play for $10 million. What's your line? What's the line that both sides are going to come to agree upon? Because I don't care that these players are saying it's for the future. It's for the future. The second you opened your mouth about, I want my money, it became about you. And they do have to look out for themselves. I get that. But when you're $330 million... You can't be the one saying, I want my money. It's just the way I see it. And the owners, again, they are dropping the ball terribly. They aren't giving players even remotely close to what they want. But the players are also asking for a lot. When they had said, I'm not playing 80 games because of health concerns, you guys were asking to play four doubleheaders a week. You don't think fatigue is going to increase your risk of injury? Come on now. That 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 in of itself is asking for a health concern. Asking for four doubleheaders a week. So again, both sides need to just sit down and find out what that middle line is. Because baseball has been a saving grace in my life many times. It brings people together. Baseball is a beautiful game that has moments that no other sport can bring. And you can look at the Jose Fernandez incident, Tyler Skaggs, those moments brought that brought those teams so close together. You have twenty five guys in the clubhouse. 
Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like... I mean, that's not really playing. I know what you're aiming for, but that's not really I know, playing. but... All right, fine. <laughs> Take over. Pat just misses baseball. I do. I mean, both... both if you want to be honest, both sides are acting like the five-year-old that aren't getting a candy bar from the can- from the store. It's literally what it is. It, it, both sides just need to find that middle ground of, okay, so this is what we're going to give you, but this is how many games you're expected to play. They need to find that middle ground. Because if they don't, there won't be a season. And when people look back on it, they're not going to look back on the fact that a $5 million player didn't speak up. It's the fact that they're going to look back and say the owners wouldn't move because Bryce Harper wanted more than $330 million. That's what's going to get remembered if there's no season. That's a good point. All right. Oh, I didn't realize that was on screen. <laughs> well, you just went, that's a good point. And then <laughs> yeah, it just seems like Pat misses baseball more than me and Paul. But, you know, I just, I just think it's not going to happen. I, I really do. And, and, you know, it was nice to see the draft last night and tonight as well. But, uh, you know, these are guys that are not going to be able to play a little bit here. So... And it had to been tough being a, a GM last night to draft players that didn't even have a season really this year. So, because you know, a lot of people, a lot of people develop their game from a year, so mm-hmm. or decline. So, it's an interesting draft this year. See how these guys play out. But that that number one pick seems like a stud though for the Tigers. That guy could hit. Can't think of his name. Tolkerson. Spencer. Spencer Tolkerson. Tolkerson. Yeah, he's gonna be a good player. Um, he's not Nick Gonzalez going seven to the Pirates, but uh, <laughs> he's going to be a good player. Two That's all three. I got on baseball. All right. We'll move on to NASCAR then. Uh, big week for them. A lot of news. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on in NASCAR, and it's uh, very good. Uh, let's start with the on-track action, then we'll get to whatever. Um, business, I mean, Martinsville last night definitely – was able to save uh, the disgrace that was the Atlanta race on Sunday. Kevin Harvick won there. Truex won last night. Uh, great race, Martinsville. Always um, never disappoints, uh, especially nighttime short track racing. Um, had to do a big weekend in Miami. Uh, doubleheader both days with Truck and Xfinity, and then Xfinity and um, Cup guys. Then Talladega next weekend. Um, sure, be fun there. Um, then, obviously, NASCAR making some strong stance stuff, obviously, here. Um, you know, led by Bubba Wallace, um, one of my favorite guys in the sport. Um, you know, it's really awesome to see um, NASCAR finally, you know, they've addressed the Confederate flag before um, by asking people not to bring it in 2015 and that really just I don't think it had the full effect that they had hoped I mean obviously I think you look at it and yeah you know you could notice maybe a couple a couple less flags flying um, but um, to take the sense that banning the flag uh, the confederate flag is really great to see um, you know you know to me you know personally um, flag 
for me, hasn't really meant much, you know, personally to me, you know, I'd say really within the past few years is when it's finally really fully clicked for me, you know, and you see a lot of it up here for whatever freaking reason. I mean, you know, you know, why would, why would you want anything to do with that flag? I, I mean, That's it, the right it, thing. It, it baffles me really in all honesty, um, you know. The fact of the matter is, the people who represented that flag when it was actually a thing in eight, from 1861 to 1865 were traitors of the country. Was NASCAR or, the only sport that allowed that flag? I mean, I think it's a little bit different than any other sport in regards to that you have people camping out and sort of doing that type of deal. I mean, I've been to football games and I've seen the Confederate flag, but you just don't see it because obviously you're outside or tailgating whatever you know um but to me and i recommend everybody go read ryan mcgee's piece on espn because he puts it right and i i do 100 agree with him it's like to me if you're flying that flag you'd be perfectly comfortable going to germany and flying the flag of of hitler with the swastika you know it 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 it's stupid that it took this long, um, but I'm happy we're taking the steps in the right direction, in my opinion. Um, and you know what? To me, if, if you're going to stop watching NASCAR because we got political instead of, you know, when it's actually doing the right thing, leave. More power to you. I don't want you around anywhere near the sport that I love, you know. If we lose 10,000 but it brings 20,000 new faces in, you know, faces who were scared or for whatever reason to come to a race because of what that flag truly means at its roots, then goodbye, good riddance. I don't want you, and I don't care. It says more about you as the person if you want to keep waving that flag than any other thing. Absolutely. But, Paul, Watkins Glen... What are the chances you think you will be in the attendance for Watkins Glen? Was it August? What? No, August. I'd say 50-50 at this point. 50-50, though. I mean, I don't know, though. Could change. Never know. <laughs> um, regardless, though, they're racing, though. Yeah. Yeah. And That's I, the way it sounds. And, I th- and you, you mentioned this yesterday when we were talking, that Watkins is actually one of the NASCAR tractors where you can walk around a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's big if you've been down there. I mean, it it naturally allows for you to move around and be, you know, it's it's a road course. I mean, it's a big-ass place. So, Regardless of fans or no fans, it's still going to be a big weekend for Watkins. Yeah. I'm oh, sure yeah. all the festivities and stuff, yeah. you know, social distance himself. But, mm-hmm. you know... Good for NASCAR. Yeah. As they move on. Yeah, it's it's going to be a very, you know, there's still steps that NASCAR in my mind needs to take. Um, you know, you have to deal with, with like, Ray Cicerelli, who, I mean, I'm not one to be, you know, I'm definitely not one person to say that, like, oh, if I go play like, you know, basketball or whatever, any pro sport, I'd be better than whatever. But, you know, me and him are pretty similar-sized individuals, and I feel like I could at least go out there and 
at maybe like a Martinsville and, you know, not cause three cautions for being too freaking slow. So good riddance to him. Oh, more people leave. There's another driver who I hope leaves too because of his views of the Confederate flag. That'd be one Corbin Forrester in the truck series. His, flat, his helmet is literally the Confederate flag. Mm. So I hope he leaves too now. And he sucks too anyway. Just get out of the freaking way. <laughs> Absolutely. But we more people see. like more people the more people we can get away from the sport like that the better. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I I I said this on on Twitter the other night. Um, it's been a while since I've been able to be really proud to be an NASCAR fan. It's pretty pretty good to be one right now, in my opinion. So come on board. We're more the merrier. <laughs> Sad Jimmy's going, but. I mean, he's been one of the more vocal ones outside of really like Bubba Wallace, in my opinion, Ty Dillon, you know. Yeah. Um, and Bubba, you know, taking the stances that he has, he has had, you know, being the first full-time African-American driver since Wendell Scott back in the 60s. And even then, there's only been, to my knowledge, two other African-American drivers to even attempt cup starts in between that with Willie T. Ribs and Bill Lester. Um, you know. A root for Bubba. I mean, he's, he's get a better car. He's one of my favorites. I mean, he's probably my favorite right now, anyway. And uh, is he related to the other Wallaces? No, no. no. Uh, but uh, I mean, car car aside, I mean, his talent showing this year really, and you know, the fact that he's really carrying, he's carrying a lot right now, being the only African American in NASCAR, at least driving wise. You know, pit crew members are. Do have you know African Americans on and officials as well, but and Kurt and I forget his last name, but Kirk, uh, you know, the one official who has now gained notoriety. You know, I think you know more voices like that the better. You know, obviously what Bubba's doing, but you know, also Ty Dillon, you know, Jimmy Johnson, Joey Logano, Tyler Reddick, Ryan Blaney. You know, the, these guys, their voices and. You know, obviously they're white, but they're they're speaking up, and you know, I, it's something that's cool to see. I don't think you'd even see that this time last year. I really don't. No, um, that's great. Yeah. Any thoughts, Pat? Anyone who knows me knows I can't stand NASCAR. I think it's the dumbest sport in the world. But polar opposites. <laughs> this was a move that had to be done. Kudos to NASCAR for doing it. Like Paul said, don't know what took him so long to ban it. Um, the history of the Confederate flag um, is nothing short, and it's extremely comparable to what the Nazi regime flag represents for Germany. Um, that is something that should not have a place in any sport, in any household, or anywhere in this country or the world. Um, the oppression that that flag represents... Um, the people who made it and the people that fly it proudly need to really take a look into the history of that flag. It is more than seceding from a union. It is more than the it, states that fought a yeah, war. It's, it's it is the the systemic, it is the blatant oppression of an entire race of people that it is extremely sad to see are still fighting for equality. They should be equal in every way, shape, and form to every single person that walks the face of this earth. I'm happy to see NASCAR's ban that flag because it does not stand for anything good. It only stands for evil. Yep. 
right. 100% agree. And, uh, no, I'm being the history I am, I, there is only, in my opinion, one place that we should see that flag, and it's what Dale Jr. said. The only place should be a history book. Leave it there, and that's where it should be. So, damn, we got deep right there. But I need. I think it's. A, I think it's something that yeah needs to be discussed. Like I, I'm one of the people who, you know, not to say I've been silent about it. I guess, but you know, I. No, I've all of the. I think the bulk of what I done is just retweet stuff and stuff like that. But to actually be able to say something kind of feels pretty good. And even then, I don't think it'll ever be enough. But you know, we're making steps in the right direction. You know, I. You know, it's hard. You know, I thought about this the other day. It's kind of hard thinking about. You know, his, sure, history repeats itself, but it's not history if it's a continuation of the same battles we've been fighting since Gettysburg or Manassas or Lookout Mountain, you know, it's still going. Hopefully hopefully we can be part of the generation actually if we don't put a stop to it be the ones that at least for sure slow it up enough that the next dura- next generation can stop it. Um trying times in the country, but you know, it we're 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 getting pretty united, I think overall. The ones, the ones, the, the people like us who kind of, you know, just get it. So, all right, that wraps up this week's podcast. Fun uh, fact, Pat, thanks for, for coming today. on. No um, fun, no fact. fun fact for today. Unfortunately, that's the second time ever. No fun fact. <sighs> thanks for coming on, though, Pat. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, As always, it's been a pleasure. Nick, who are you shouting out? Well, first of all, I just want to say it's good to have golf back. Uh, right now, currently, Justin Rose is leading the Charles Schwab Challenge. First round. Today, he's at 700 par, all alone in the lead. And I just want to say thanks, Pat, for coming on this last year. Thanks for having me. Matt Feliz, Steve Crisani, Andrew Lucchesi, Jim Spina, Justin Kiefer, Mike Bruno, Justin Hill, and Harold Weber, Web Dog. Thanks for coming on, making this another great year of the podcast. This is actually my 100th career shout-out today as well. I'm going to shout-out Jim Senecropi because without him, there's no show here. It's true. And thank you, Jim. Thanks for another great year. Didn't think we'd make it three episodes, but here we are, two years in, on to year number three. And our 100th episode coming up soon. Closing the book. All right. If you haven't already, soon. you should like, share, subscribe to the channel. It's be reopened soon. Check out everything, not just our podcast, everything else around Freelix One Network. Uh, until next time, we'll catch you guys then on the Fresh Ace Podcast with Russo and Felice.